Looking to be more nomadic and less traditional? You're in the right place. Broadcasting from Canmore, Alberta, welcome to the Mountain Life Podcast. The stories of life, work, and play in the Bow Valley. Recorded in the E equals MC squared co-workplace with your host, Jason Backdash. Hi, everybody. Jason Beckdash here from the Mountain Life Podcast. Thanks for joining me. It's a beautiful day today. It is warm and sunny. Still feels a bit like summer, but fall is right around the corner. Today, I've got Justin, who is a software developer, a master of all things technology and code and web. This guy's amazing. We actually share the same workspace at E equals MC squared. And uh, this guy's just somebody who's who's cool, really fun to talk to, really, really gets the nerdy side of things like tech and startups. Uh, and he's just got this really, really amazing experience that has taken him uh, traveling and around the world um, with a laptop and the ability to code. So he's probably more sort of typical of what we would think a freelance software developer would be, but he talks a little bit about how he keeps his business growing, how he is able to raise a family in the Bow Valley, and uh, this guy is just brilliant. Uh, if you're at all interested in software, if you're all interested at all interested in freelancing, uh, this is the episode for you. Check it out. Well, I think to start, I typically just like to ask the question. I mean, before you came here, sort of the Cole's notes of of Justin before being Justin and Camor. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Yeah, so I uh, I grew up in a small town in BC, Trail, ten thousand mm-hmm. people. Um, not a whole lot going on there, so you know, sort of went to high school there and then left. Um, that brought me to Victoria. I went to the University of Victoria to pursue computer science and software engineering. Um, so I lived there, you know, throughout going to school, um, and for you know quite a while after. Uh, in 2005, I sort of got a, I got a job slash started kind of a company with, um, a friend of mine from, uh, the U S okay. uh, and that allowed me to travel a little bit. So I spent about a year kind of traveling out. I started in Western Europe and then kind of branched out from there. It kind of took me to some places I hadn't planned on going like South Africa. Oh, cool. It was kind of work related, but you know, it was kind of fell into this travel theme. So, you know, that was great. Um, eventually I sort of came back and, um, during that time, uh, the, the company had kind of grown and it, it started a bit of a nucleus in New York city. Uh, so I wanted to go there, but, uh, I had to sort of wait on some visa stuff. So it took me a while to get a visa to go there. Uh, and finally ended up going there and ended up living in New York for a couple of years, uh, and working for the company and then sort of. Around that time, I was kind of traveling back a lot um, for various things, family stuff, okay. friends, weddings, stuff like that. Uh, and then I ended up meeting, you know, who is now my my partner, uh, Jan, and um, she was actually born and raised here. So she's a was okay, a true Camor local. Yep. Um, she has deep roots here. Her her mom was born here. Grandpa was one of the miners that okay. basically started Camor. So. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what put Camor on my, uh, uh, radar. And, uh, you know, as soon as I came here, I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and so around that time that we met, uh, Jan was, uh, thinking about going back to school. She had been a realtor for a long time. And then, um, she ended up getting into a program at SAIT for, uh, radiology. 
um, or ultrasound in Calgary. In Calgary, yep. yes. And uh, yeah, so we had a big decision to make. You know, whether we were we were going to because I was kind of in transit, moving back from the U.S. to to Canada, and you know, she was like, "Well, we need to go to school in Calgary, but I currently live in Canmore, and we decided to try to stick it out in Canmore and make it work." And uh, and you know, thankfully. Uh, we did. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I think the decision to us was, you know, I think pretty, pretty easy. She has family here. She's, you know, she loves it here. She grew up here and, you know, I fell in love with this place, like the mountains, and, you know? Um, so, so yeah, the decision was, was pretty easy for us. For you, for you, is it, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking like as somebody who, somebody who's lived in New York, you know, like that's like, um, I mean, that's a dream for a lot of people, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's expensive. It's a big city. It's got a lot of like glamour associated with it. You're in, you know, like you're in software and in tech and so on. So that's even like makes yeah. it even sexier, right? Um, is being here more like home for you? Like, is it more like how you grew up? Is that what the appeal is? Or totally. yeah. yeah. I think, you know, New York, like you said, very exciting place to be, like, you know, you're doing something different every single night, like, you know, yeah. it's just, it's a, it's a great lifestyle. If, I mean, and if you love being in a big city, that it's a great place to be. It's, I mean, it's, it's just like, unlike any other city in the world. Uh, but for me, not, not being sort of a big city person, yeah. if you will, um, you know, like I said, I came from a small town of 10,000 people. That's why I think Canmore really appealed to me. I think, you know, thinking about, okay, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a smaller town kind of person and, you know, thinking about having kids and stuff like that, where, you know, where would I want to raise my kids? Um, you know, a, a town like Canmore seemed really appealing. Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely. Um, and then, so, so your, uh, your work was it that company that you had? So, so sorry, this was a company you started with a colleague, like yeah. a friend. Yeah, it was it was a startup. And okay, I think you know we we like he, he had really started he he had really started the company. Okay, was kind of like you know, cool. his first employee or you know whatever. So I was there, sort of at you know ground zero, and we kind of grew the company um, to now. I think it's like hundred people or something like that. But uh, and I don't really have much involvement. Okay, in it anymore, but um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of a weird thing because we started it. So um, we started it as like quote unquote an open source company. So really, the company we just kind of we 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 helped contribute to and wrote open source software, which is free software for everybody. So really, our our job, my job in the beginning, was just to kind of build this community around this software that you know I had done some work on. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, eventually you got to the, the model is you get to the point where, you know, you start to offer services and stuff like that and, you know, maybe target more of an enterprise packaging where, you know, you, you, you typically charge for it. But, um, yeah, I'd say we were pretty successful in doing that. And, you know, the company that um, lives on today um, has rebranded and gone through sure. you know, a bunch of changes, you know, and is thriving from that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I wanted, I totally want to jump in, nerd out about work. Um, but, uh, you, you guys are raising a family here in Camor. Part yeah. of the reason is, part of the reason is being close to your, your partner's family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, one thing that, um, you know, has, has worked out really well is having grandparents yeah. close. Um, you know, yeah, we've got two small boys, uh, one's three and one's almost one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having you know grandparents close is really nice. Um, you know it. You know it's it's just it's so great to be able to you know they'll they'll take 
boys for a night and, you know, we get a night to ourselves. Yeah. No, I think that's really important because, you know, when you have young kids, there's not a whole lot of those. So when you can get them, it's, uh, you know, it really helps, I think. Yeah. And I mean, they're young right now, but I mean, like you're, um, I, I think part of the hope that you and Jan have for them is that they're growing in an environment like this, right? Um, as opposed to growing up in a, maybe a larger city or a metropolitan area or whatever the case is. Yeah. It's a really deliberate decision on your part, right? In totally. addition to being close to family. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I think it stems from us both coming from small towns. Jan came from Camoran and she, you know, she was here when it was small. Yeah. Now it's, you know, obviously what it is, but, um, and certainly for me too. So I, yeah, I wanted the same, you know, for, for our kids. Um, you know, that doesn't mean I want them to stay here forever. Totally. You know, I certainly will promote them to go to places, you know, go go to university or, you know, go to school if that's what they choose to do, you know, wherever they like in a big city. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, we hope to travel with them, you know, once maybe they're a little bit older, that'll be, you know, more of an option, but uh, definitely, you know, like to show them places because, you know, I've done a, quite a bit of traveling and, you know, I think that's a great thing to expose, you know, anyone to. Um, different cultures, different, you know, situations. Um, so, yeah, certainly. But, yeah, but yeah I think, uh, you know, giving them the opportunity to call camp or home, I think, you know, is, is, will be a great fit thing for them. And, you know, they don't appreciate all the stuff like the mountains and this great place that we live in yet. But, you know, certainly that's something that we're going to try to, well, we do, we do stress to them now, you know, we try to make them aware that's like, you know, hey, like, look at these, you know, these mountains, we live in this beautiful place. Yeah. It's so great. Um, you know, whether they appreciate it, no, they probably won't <laughs> right now, and they probably won't for some time, but uh, I think eventually they will for sure. Is there, is there things that you guys do, um, like, I know they're a relatively young age still, but is there things that you guys do together that, um, like, Camor makes it easy for, you know, a family um, with kids your age? Um like, what does that look yeah, like for I mean, you right guys? Now, right now, that kind of looks like just kind of, you know, going out for walks and, mm-hmm. you know, in the forest, you know, like, it doesn't take us long to get to a nice trail that we can walk through that's, you know, not by any of the, you know, streets or anything like that. So, really, that's kind of what that looks like now. And, you know, we just kind of encourage them to get out and, and kind of really enjoy that, like, play, you know, while we're out and, and uh, you know, and, and, you know, enjoy the trees and the trails and, you know, all that sort of stuff. There's also playgrounds here. Oh, totally. There's yeah. tons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, we spent a ton of time playgrounds, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but what you're saying is, like, um, even just, like, small sort of forest hikes or walks. Yeah are like really, really close by, Yeah, you know, absolutely. we sort of run into this thing all the time where, you know, uh, for anybody who lives here, I think they can kind of, uh, agree. Like it, it, it's really easy for your weekends to be packed with guests. So like people saying, Hey, like, what are you guys doing this weekend? We'd love to come stay. Um, and some of those guests come with young kids, but they don't want to do anything outside. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're really trying to like break that sort yeah. of. And it's tough, like, you know, the, the summer is much easier than the winter. Like, yeah. I, you know, some, all kids are different, I think, and some kids latch on to, you know, going out in the snow, and, and you know, maybe mine will when they're a little bit older, but right now, it's like, ah, oh, it's too cold, I don't want to stay inside. And we do, so, you know, we end up staying inside a lot, or, you know, if it, the weather's bad out, you know, they're not, you know, we're not going outside, but, uh, so I'd say the summer makes it definitely a lot, a lot easier. Yeah. For sure. So, let's talk a little bit about work. Let's talk about... Um sort of that transition from you working with this startup and then um, you, it's a reality that you're going to live here. Um, so what is, what is that? Yeah. How did that sort of transition into 
the next phase of your career. Yeah. And so I guess like kind of bootstrapping, it was, you know, the, the company I worked for, obviously I had remote working policy. Um, okay. They were flexible with me sort of moving back and becoming a contractor versus being an employee. Okay. Um, I actually started as a contractor just because it was way easier to, to work in that model than, um, you know, going through all the, the paperwork and, you know, to get the visa and all that sort of stuff. I ended up doing that eventually because I wanted to go and live in New York. So yeah. required that. I oh, so you're a contractor in New York. So I was a contractor. Okay. And then when I, when I moved to New York, I became an employee. Okay. Um, and then when I left, I became a contractor again. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and so, you know, I was already kind of in that, you know, I, I technically I'd kind of had my little business set up and then, you know, at that point I was, well, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning, you know, I'm going to kind of seek out some other things too. Um, and so that, so, so I kind of had a, you know, I, I, I found another company that was, you know, interested in, in someone that had my, my skills that were looking for kind of like a longer term sort of relationship. So it was great. So I kind of had them kind of both on the go. And then eventually I kind of phased out of the one, yeah. um, stuck with the other. And then, you know, around that same time, I had a few other kind of smaller things around the sides, um, that I was using and, you know, trying to, to get into more of that sort of stuff. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of the, what the transition, I guess. Okay. Was like. And you're, you're, Okay, so are, are you a developer? Yeah. Are you like, oh, how do I you... Disguise my, I describe myself <laughs> as like a software developer. Okay, me. okay. Um, so it's just sort of a hired gun kind of for... Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've been lucky to build like a few, um, you know, a few clients that I've got a very long-term relationship. I've been with, currently I've been with one for like six years. Yeah. For about four and those I'd say are the are the two gigs I probably spend the most time on, and then everything else is you know very short term, you know like things like websites and stuff like that. Yeah. People that you know maybe last a couple months, and then you know you don't really hear from them again unless you know the website goes down. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting, like listening to you talk about uh, this lifestyle because I think a lot of individuals that maybe are raising a family who um, who maybe is a freelancer thinking about freelancing, right? It's like a bit, it's a bit scary, right? Totally. <laughs> totally is. And I, I, you know, I think it, if, you, if you're thinking about, you know, transitioning to Canmore, you know, having a family or just wanting to enjoy, you know, Canmore for all it has to offer and, you know, the mountains for all they have to offer, like the freelance life is like, you know, I think the Holy Grail, like to be able to totally schedule kind of work, you know, when you want to work, if you want to bike during the day and work at night, you have the option to do that. Um, but it's tricky. I mean, you know, you have to go out and market yourself and find work and, you know, it, it and, you know, running your own business is, it is more risk than working for someone else and, you know, working a nine to five office job. But, um, and I, I know, you know, just the kind of way my career evolved, I think I was pretty lucky because I kind of never really had to take a huge risk. I'd always just kind of, it happened organically for me. And I, you know, I'd had these contracting gigs. Yeah, kind of just a foundation to start with. Yeah. Um, so I had that as my foundation. And so, you know, everything else I've just been able to do through word of mouth and yeah. networking with people here in town. Um, so, so yeah, I've, been, I've been very lucky for that. Um, was there like a... It, did you have to have a certain mindset for that? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think totally, it's yeah. just like a... You have to definitely be a, you know, a self-motivator <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't... Like, these companies that, you know, uh, contract you or hire you remotely, you know, if you're not willing to actually do the work and put in the work, like, yeah. they find out pretty quick. You know, yeah. that you're, you know, 
you know, you know, you're not cutting it because like you have trouble getting motivated or you're just not good at working from home or, you know, for whatever reason. And I've seen it not work out for other people that have worked through, through these companies. Um, so yeah, definitely have to be self-motivated, you know, a self-learner, just, you know, I think you just have to really just like the job. Yeah. Like you're not gonna, I think, you know, to be able to work from home, you know, make your own hours. Like if you don't like what you're doing, it's going to be tough, you know, especially in a place like Canmore where there's lots of distractions. You can get outside and, you know, go skiing, go biking, all this stuff, sort of stuff, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Especially in your world, I think, like, it's always, it's always evolving and it's always evolving really fast. Oh, for sure. You know, and there's like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, tech to me, like, and, you know, the software world, like you said, changes so fast and there's always something to learn. And, and I think for me, I learned early on that, like, if, I, if I'm if i not doing work where I'm learning new skills or okay. something, it's just not that interesting for me and I get bored and I don't want to do it. I yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, in, in tech, there's so much opportunity to go and do something that interests you. That's something that's new. Um, so, you know, it's rough. It's not really a problem. So, but yeah, that's certainly the thing I've learned about myself is that I really, really want to be learning. The Mountain Life Podcast with Jason Beckdash. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the podcast. I'm just going to take a few minutes of your time for a few reminders. First of all, the podcast is sponsored by E equals MC squared. Wonderful co-workspace in Canmore that uh, is available for people like you and me who want to have a lifestyle where, hey, you know what? You want to take off during the middle of the day. You want to go for a hike or you want to jump on a snowboard and uh, and then hit the computer again and hit the business again and start making money again. Uh, so a great place for people like you to plug in. Now, you can check out E equals MC squared in a few different ways. One, come in, check it out. The first day is free. If that's too formal for you, two other ways that you can do it. One, on Wednesdays, we have Lunchbox Lectures. And Lunchbox Lectures is an opportunity for you to learn from other people who are working for themselves, uh, are entrepreneurs, and have figured out a way to not only have that lifestyle, but to make their work work for them. Number two way to plug in, wind down Fridays. So at Friday at about four o'clock, everybody shuts off their laptops and congregates into the equals MC squared living room to chat and discuss the latest and the greatest in the Bow Valley. So don't want to miss that if that's a way that you think is best for you to plug in. So where is E equals equals MC? It's a formula, but it's also a place of work. Uh, So where is E equals MC squared? E equals MC squared is just off of Railway Avenue, right above the sports experts. And uh, it's just on the second floor there. So uh, you know the place, you know the area. We share a parking lot with uh, the Save On Foods. And uh, yeah, we're just right there in the middle of the action in Canmore. Okay, so I will link the address. I will link the website in the show notes. Make sure you check out the website again, Wednesdays at lunch, Fridays at 4 p.m. Check us out. Hey, and it'd be great if you could work in the same space as I am. Talk to you soon. Back to the show, the Mountain Life Podcast with Jason Beckdash. What's the sort of next thing for you or the area that you're interested in that you want to dive into? Like what's sort of on the 
Yeah, I mean the you know the you know one of the newer trends, and I'll say new. It's been around for for years now. Is this whole like machine learning AI yeah. trend? Yeah, um, and you see a lot more and more and more of that happening. I think a lot of it is a lot of it's just because there's hype about it. So like now every every company feels like if they're not doing AI, they're doing it wrong, which isn't true. But there's just a lot of it out there, and I feel like that's a kind of whole new world for me. Like yeah. I haven't done a whole lot of it, done a little bit, like around the edges, not very, haven't gone very deep. But um, that's something if like if you know if I were to sit down and say okay, you know I've got a couple months here, I'm really gonna kind of learn yeah something new. I think that would probably yeah. yeah yeah dive into that a little yeah. bit more yeah i mean ai is completely it's and i don't know that much about it either but i just know that it's it's almost in every industry now right yeah. um like i know man if i could just pause my life for like six months i could probably just like focus on yeah. just trying to understand it yeah. there's this whole like uh mark tech world now like that's i mean they do a couple of conferences every year and i'm like man i just really need to understand this yeah right yeah and there's some good online resources now uh, yeah for it, which is which makes it you know a little easier to get into i think you know maybe like even three or four years ago like you had to go do a master's program somewhere to i think really learn you know ai and and how to you know practically yeah. apply it i think now there's been some online courses that are really popular and a lot of material that's popped up that makes it more accessible to like do it in a you know sort of learn on your own type fashion um so but you know my my challenge now is is you know balancing work kids you know, yeah. play and like learning something new it's like ah yeah <laughs> you know, totally there's only so much time so you know maybe my, once my kids are a little older yeah it's the phase for, in life right you know, yeah another big pursuit like that um so for you like with work is it like you're always sort of actively looking or is it yeah you know what i just like i've got a sort of base set of clients they keep me busy like you don't worry too much about like finding new business or what's what's yeah, that like for really, you yeah i don't really worry about finding new business really because yeah, yeah i have you know two or like these two really two clients that i can pretty much rely on um i mean you know one of them is less reliable than, than sure. the other so when when it, when it looks like, okay, like we're not going to be busy for maybe a little while, then I'll go out and kind of work some of my contacts or, you know, I usually have enough stuff that kind of didn't pan out. Like people, you know, like people contact you, like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. Okay. Let's, you know, let's do this. Let's set up a meeting. And then the meeting never happens. So, sure. You know, sure. At that point I'll reach out to some of those. You go back and, and like, you dig know, it up. Did you want to, you know, you know, did you want to pick this back up or, you, you know, you're still interested in this and, and sometimes that leads to, you know, doing some work and that's great. But, uh, so I'd say there's enough of that sort of stuff or stuff that like, I've just been too busy to do. Like I've, you know, I've just got too much on the go at once and they're like, you know what, right now it's just not going to work. Like yeah. let's talk in six months. So, you know, once it slows down, I'll sort of, you know, work that sort of stuff. But in terms of like marketing myself or, you know, going out on social media and, you know, like offering services like never really had to do yeah any of that so again i'm kind of maybe a bit of an anomaly in that regard yeah, I don't yeah. Know. um you would know more than me you know you talk to more people than i do but uh yeah um and i've made some really great contacts actually through this place um Ian equals mc squared um who i've gotten some work through. yeah um you know i've had the, the you know the uh, opportunity to do a bit of work with uh, Kevin from Sentient Systems, and uh, she's not here anymore. But uh, um, Steph O'Brien from Carmela Consulting, yeah, uh, been able to do some work with uh, you know her her group, which has been great. So, so yeah, so I mean this place has been great for that, and that's really been more than you know what I've needed for 
for sure. And you never like have you it, like was it a deliberate choice to be to because I think everybody who works on their own. Um, th- there seems to be this like sort of decision that they have to make at some point where they say, okay, is it going to continue to be just me, or do I need to like bring a junior developer on, yeah. or like have you gone through that sort I've, of? I've yeah. thought about a little bit about it, um, and I think maybe eventually yes, because I think eventually I think I'll be more interested in maybe starting like sure. an IT consulting business, like an actual business with multiple people, because there's certainly the work out there. Yeah, um, it's just you know right now in my life with you know. Um, you know, young kids and stuff like that. It's just, I, I don't think I have the capacity for that. Um, and, you know, even when the time comes, I'll have to really think about it because I think it's a different ballgame when you're worried about yourself versus, you know, worrying about somebody else, right? And keeping them busy and, you know, keeping making sure they have a paycheck. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, it definitely interests me. And, you know, eventually I, I plan to make that step. It's just kind of a matter for when for me. And I think, you know, it'll, you know, probably coincide with like a shift in sort of you know maybe one of my other contracts will just like drop dry up and stuff like that and then maybe it'll be more of a need to do it you know yeah but we'll see yeah um that's cool i see a lot of parallels i mean there's a lot of parallels like both on how you work and i think how i work uh maybe even same like with kevin a little bit too and some of the people that are here right yeah i think yeah i think everyone that kind of works out of this space is you know kind of a little bit similar on that level like you know like they're here they're all here for a reason and to be able to make it work i think in can more but like you know i think you're almost always kind of working for yourself or you know yeah or you know maybe you're working for a company that is really flexible and lets you live here but uh yeah, yeah. um Justin, let's talk a little bit about like just uh, outdoors or like what you guys like to do in terms of like physical activity. I know with the kids now being young, like you guys are doing some of these like walks on the weekends yeah. and so on. But um, when you get a chance to like venture yeah. out a little bit more, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, my, I mean, my love is mountain biking. Um, yeah, okay. That's one of the things that, you know, that when I, we lived in Canmore, it was just like, oh yeah, like we you lived here for a while. It's like, okay, like I want to go out and really enjoy the mountains and I had some friends that were into mountain biking. I wasn't, um, okay. but you know, they, they took me out and they're like, yeah, like find yourself a bike and we'll go. And I just like fell in love, you know, absolutely instantly. So, so yeah. So number one thing for me to do outdoors is definitely mountain biking. Um, I've taken up skiing since I kind of moved, I, we moved out here. I okay. wasn't really a skier or a snowboarder before came here, but uh, so that, I'd say that's, you know, like my second kind of outdoor love and uh so those are two big things for me personally um you know my wife and and kids are really into that i'm hoping you know my they will be eventually you know especially my kids um you know our youngest is really into riding his little run bike around so i think he'll be a pretty easy person to you know get on the trail once you know he's ready to ride a you know a a real mountain bike but um and you know we're gonna we're gonna see how he likes skiing this year so so yeah those i think they're the two big things yeah for us for sure and for you like mountain biking is it like um is it like nordic center or is there like other stuff that you're sort of exploring yeah i'd say you know i I mean i you know being 37 now and you know starting in my 30s i didn't wasn't too adventurous with like okay going too crazy on the bike but uh, yeah i'll do all the you know do all the classic trails around here i'd say you know, Highline is my go-to trail, but yeah. I spend a lot of time at the Nordic Center. Um, you know, really, there's there's a lot of great trails in the, in the valley here. Um, but, you know, usually I stick pretty close to town. I don't do too much mountain biking sort of else, 
yeah. elsewhere just because I don't have you know too much of an opportunity to do that. But uh, there's definitely enough here in Canmore. So uh, much to satisfy me for sure. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to like go too far out no. like to find something enjoyable, no. right? Yeah, and uh, actually one of the other things I'm kind of involved in that's kind of a mi- I guess a mix between work and and, and play is uh, Canva. I was just going to ask like, you that because you're wearing the t-shirt, you're representing yeah. today. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of volunteer work for them. So um, they put out a call, you know, a couple years back about oh hey we need a website. Okay. And you know me being someone that you know, as an avid mountain biker and someone that enjoyed the trails, I always thought, you know, like there's people out here doing maintenance on trails and stuff like that. Like, you know, how can I get involved? Um, and you know, again, young kids and stuff makes it a little bit harder to do that. I can never kind of make the times work, but this was perfect. Cause it's like, Oh man, that's what I do. I can do that easily. You guys need a website or, you know, any sort of like it support, I can definitely do that. So, so I kind of took that role and it ended up at, you know, I'd said I'd have ended up Coming more and more involved, and uh, and you know, I I love that. I really enjoy that. So that's you know one of my other kind of I guess hobbies. That's kind of a mix of the two. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So what does what does Canva do? Just so for people who might not. Yeah. Know. Um, so it's the you know local mountain biking association, and um, they do a bunch of different stuff. But really, um, mostly what our, our the role is right now is like kind of advocating for new trails. And, oh, you know, okay, okay. Trails. Okay. Um, there's a lot of jurisdiction, I'll say, quote unquote, around here, and just like a lot of issues, and a lot of it's, you know, around wildlife and stuff like that, like these sensitive issues that actually, you know, make it so that you can't just go and build a trail wherever you want. You know, you have to work with, you know, the provincial government, you have to work with, you know, local land managers, um, you know, companies doing development, all okay. these agencies. And um, before Canva, it's like, you know, people kind of talk to each other, but not really. So Canva's are really supposed to be the kind of, um, kind of organizes, organizes yeah. that, you know, represents the mountain bikers and, you know, kind of works with these things to get mountain biking trails built. Okay. Um, is the big thing. Um, and you know, the more, the more sort of operational side of it is, um, is trail building projects. So since Canva started, there's been sort of two main ones that have started up and that Canva okay. is running and organizing. And so those are both actively going on right now. Um, one's up by Ori Lake. There's a little connector that they've built, um, and that's done. That's a project down in Canmore that's done to sort of address the wildlife corridor issue. They don't want people recreating inside wildlife corridors. They want to keep the wildlife. So, so this is to build a trail. But right now, a lot of people ride through that Ori Lake area, so they're building a trail kind of around it to stay out of the wildlife corridor. And that tr- project's going great. Uh, mm. And then there's another one out in... Um, uh, Dead Man's Flats, they're the Razor's Edge Trail. It's a really pretty popular trail that a lot of um, more advanced mountain bikers come here for that trail. Okay. Um, but it's not quite sanctioned yet because there's a few issues. And one of the issues is just there needs to be a bit of a... Right now, if you ride the trail, it comes out right at the highway. Um, you've probably seen cars lined up yeah. you know, along the highway there and people ride it. So right now, where, where the trail kind of pops you out isn't, um, isn't ideal because you're right out on the highway, which, you know... Isn't that safe? No. Um, so they're building a little connector to take you back to kind of the parking lot. And when that's done, it'll be, as far as I know, that's kind of like the last major hurdle to getting that trail sanctioned and being like an actual trail that, you know, we can promote and, and tell people around. Cool. Yeah. Um, anything else that you guys do uh, community-wise or certain events that you guys check out every year? Um, 
maybe even just like with the sort of long-term connection that Jen has even. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Uh, well, the plaid goat, did you, did you guys get a chance yeah, to do that? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I was up there this year. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it started last year. I didn't catch it last year, but I got managed to catch it this year. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's an awesome event like for mountain biking and, and it's a great one for the kids because yeah. there's lots of stuff there to do for the kids. The kids, the family didn't make it this year. I made it up there and the weather this year wasn't so great. That's so right. Next year it'll be a little better. And, but uh, yeah, definitely after seeing sort of how it went this year, definitely plan to bring the whole family next year. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, that'll be one to put on the calendar for sure. Um, Kenmore Folk Fest, we like to kind of hang around in, you know, a little bit. Um, you know, we... Uh, it's so good this yeah, year. Yeah, we'll go do like a day pass or something like that. Yeah. You know, one of the days. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that's that's great to do. So yeah, that was, that one's a big one. Um, I know there's... I know I feel like there's another one that I'm just not thinking about right now. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff that goes on in town here. It's pretty great. It's true. Um, in the yeah. summer, you, you, do you guys spend most of the time here? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, I've got some family that lives in BC, so we'll go to BC for you know one or two weeks of summer. But that's pretty much okay. you know, our routine now. The rest of the time, we pretty much stick yeah. close to town here for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, man, this has been so good getting yeah. to know you. Um, Thank you, Justin. If somebody if somebody wants to connect with you, maybe has a question about like software development or. You know, uh, maybe even just a question about um, Canva or whatever the case is. Like, what's the best way for people to connect with you? What's easiest? Yeah, probably just my email. Yeah. Um, like, sure, yeah, yeah. Tell us what it is, and yeah. I'll make sure it's in the show notes, it's, too. Yeah, it's uh, justin at juiceware.io. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely reach out there. Uh, I am on Facebook. I'm not the most active social media. Okay. Um, but you can find me on Facebook as well, so feel free to reach out there as well. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being on. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Right on. Thanks so much for listening to the Mountain Life Podcast with Jason Bekdash. Don't forget to rate and review this episode if you enjoyed the show. And you can find more great content online at themountainlifepodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.